Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. Suburbia, designed by Ted Allspock, published by Bezier Games. 45 to 90 minutes, 1 to 4 players. Review by Jack Eddy, originally published on CardboardHerald.com on November 21st, 2016. Welcome to PowerPoint Presentation the Game, where you will visualize, realize, and actualize the city of your dreams. You, sir, are you ready to take your life to the next level? Ma'am, are you finally ready to become your own boss? With our tried and true techniques, you will be able to shape your destiny and find a better tomorrow. How much will this cost? $10? $10,000? $200 dollars No! Here at PPPTG, we will empower you to build a brighter borough just for a small percentage of your profits. All you have to do is to remember to visualize, realize, and actualize. From its color palette to its number crunching, playing Suburbia feels like you are doing research for a slideshow presentation at your next regional business conference, but in a good way. Don't work for a big business with the slideshows and investor meetings? No problem. In less than an hour, Suburbia's very simple and intuitive gameplay will have you ready to wow your family slash housecat slash reflection with charts, diagrams, investment options, financial figures, maps, and projected impact on local population, and you'll have fun to boot. The Initial Investment Setup Setup starts by randomly picking city tiles at the three different levels, A, B, and C, and forming face-down stacks with the end of game one more round tile being mixed into the middle of stack C. Basic city tiles are set aside face-up and will always be available to purchase. The first seven tiles of stack A are displayed in the market, showing a scale of additional costs, then public goals are drawn. Players each have a player board that forms a border of their city and tracks their income and reputation. Then they are given three starting basic tiles, three investment tokens, starting money, and two personal goals, keeping one and discarding the other. Both the public and personal goals award points at the end of the game for having the most or least of some element, money, type of city tile, reputation, etc. Public goals can be earned by any player. The personal goals are kept secret and can only be earned by their player. Visualize, realize, and actualize gameplay. Each turn, you add a new tile to your city or invest in a tile you already own. Basic tiles are available for purchase so long as some are left in the supply. Tiles in the market can be purchased face up or flipped over and used as legs. No matter what type, lakes, market, or basic, you must pay the listed cost plus the additional cost based on its position in the market, then place it next to another tile in your city so the magic can begin. You see, when a tile enters play, you resolve the effects on it, and you resolve the effects of every other tile if applicable. For instance, when you put down a tile that gives you plus one income for each adjacent office, that means all current and future adjacent offices will trigger its effect. This makes for real meaty strategic decisions, yet they are never so complex that you will feel overwhelmed. 
The alternative to playing a city tile is placing an investment marker on a city in your borough and discarding one tile from the market. The cost of the investment marker is the cost of the invested tile plus the additional cost from the discarded one. Then bam, the immediate and ongoing effects of the tile are doubled for the rest of the game. If played correctly, this can make for some dramatic end game turns. The rest of your turn plays out by gaining or losing money and points based on your current income and reputation, sliding down remaining market tiles, and drawing a new one from the first available stack. There's a bit of a balancing act in gaining points. The population, or point track, has several red markers that once passed, you lose an income and a reputation. If your borough's population increases too fast, your income will dry up, making it difficult to buy future tiles. Projected impact on population. Thoughts. Suburbia hits on so many things that I love about board games that it's hard, though not impossible, to find flaws in the design. It's strategic yet approachable. It has really nice tactile pieces that form a cohesive theme. It feels rewarding when you make smart decisions. The whole thing usually plays in about an hour, and overall the game just flows beautifully. I admire the economy of decisions in the game. Every turn from beginning to end, you almost always resolve the same basic action, pick a tile and play a tile. Yet, by combining effects based on a wide variety of factors, colors, subtypes, adjacency, tiles in your own borough, tiles in everyone else's borough, etc., each one has its own strategic value worth consideration. As your borough grows, you feel like you're building an intricate machine, eventually chaining multiple effects per placement, yet it never feels so overwhelming that it is hard to understand the immediate and future impact of your decisions, which helps the game move along at a quick pace. One of the best and most important aspects of Suburbia is the distribution of bonus points at the end of the game, awarded for achieving public and personal goals. Not only does it give you direction as you expand your burrow, they increase tension through interactivity and hidden information. All of a sudden, you care about what your opponents are purchasing, hoping to compete with them for the public rewards and potentially denying them of their own personal reward. These goals give attention and versatility to suburbia that so many games lack, since the importance of each tile may differ based off of the public and personal goals distributed at the beginning of each game. It helps that the game comes with a huge stack of these, so you're unlikely to see the same setup twice. Did I mention how much of this game just looks like a PowerPoint presentation? This may be a turnoff for some players, but the commitment to the theme, unlike anything else in the hobby, is commendable. The muted colors of the central and player boards provide strong contrast to the bold and vibrant city tiles as they enter play, helping to quickly assess the impact of tile effects. By sticking with low detail on the tiles, it reinforces the intentional abstraction. You feel like you're in an office studying the zoning of a city as you plan each district. Even the shape of the boards reinforce the business presentation theme, recalling graphs and charts as you set up for play. All this could have turned out ugly and jarring, but somehow by leaning into the style, it brings a real charm and uplifting spirit to the game. For all I love about Suburbia, there are two problems worth noting. First, the game can feel a bit fiddly, especially when tracking the effects of tiles towards the end of the game. You may find yourself sliding your income, reputation, and population tracks several times in a turn, and if you lose track of what you've already done, it's hard to find your place. Second, 
Because the goals can be such a driving force in your decision making, some tiles may be rendered worthless as it clogs up the market, only existing as an obstacle to getting tiles that are actually worthwhile. Though the useless tile will eventually be used as a lake or get discarded, it feels funny to occasionally have a tile that everyone agrees is just a bad move. I can't think of any obvious solutions to these problems without fundamentally changing the design, and they've never impacted my enjoyment of the game, but they are somewhat clunky and cumbersome elements in an otherwise supremely elegant game. The payout. Too long, didn't read. I love Suburbia. From its idealized late 90s tech company vibes to the sense of empowerment you have as you grow your burrow, even the act of placing a bold, bright, hexagonal city tiles into play feels satisfying. I especially love the variation between games it brings. Between your randomized stack of city tiles and public and personal goals, each game will flow in a different direction, though there is enough consistency that the central thrust remains the same. This is not a heavy game by any means. Sitting on the lighter side of medium weight gaming, whatever that really means now, there is enough strategic merit to keep veteran gamers entertained while being approachable enough that new players in the hobby should be able to grasp it quickly. Bottom line, Suburbia is an excellent game. Man, oh man, do I love Suburbia. That is still true to this day. And I should say that if you haven't checked it out by now, you definitely should check out the expansion to Suburbia, which is Suburbia Inc. There's another expansion, but no one really cares about that one. Anyway, clearly you can tell that I am still in love with Suburbia and I stand by my review. Now thinking about this, this was a review that I wanted to cover a game that I absolutely loved. I had already talked about some games which I really enjoyed, uh, even loved, but after doing the Voyages of Marco Polo review, I was just kind of bummed. I was like, man, what's a game on my shelf that I just adore that I can't help but want to talk about you know that feeling I'm sure you do where you get a game that you are just so in love with you just can't help but like tell people about it it's like you want to evangelize people to your game and suburbia was one of those and I felt like it would be a disservice if I left out the flaws that were obvious though didn't impact my enjoyment of the game at all and I think I did a pretty good job of it here. I especially love the uh, thematic opening that I did of the business pitch. Uh, I can be kind of a business BSer from time to time and I'm glad that I, I actually went for it when writing the introduction to this the visualize actualize and realize which i think was something i came up with at the the table one time uh with my wife christina just playing this game now uh some interesting things about writing this review is that shortly after me writing the review i posted it on bgg and ted allspock of bezier games tweeted it. He was like, Cardboard Herald says that Suburbia is an excellent game, or something along those lines. And I was like, what? Ted Allspark tweeted about my game? And at this time, on the interview podcast, I had only um, 
I think, had an interview with Patrick Leader was the biggest guest that I had had, which was still a, a big guest. He had just done a very successful second Kickstarter for Vast at that point. But uh, the fact that Ted Allspock was tweeting about my game, uh, my game review, that was a big deal to me. So I ended up feeling bold and I tweeted back at him. I was like, hey, I'd love to have you on the show sometime. You should totally do it. And he did. He came on twice. So if you are just a listener of TCBH Reviews, you should go and check out our main podcast, The Cardboard Herald, and listen to our interviews with Ted where we get into all things suburbia uh, throughout that. Uh, and on there, I I profess to him my undying love for suburbia. Uh, and we talk about other stuff as well. So this review was actually something very important and special for the Cardboard Herald. And reading it, it's still, it's still endearing. Like, there's so much personality and so much youthful vigor in myself a year ago when I was writing these reviews. Whereas I, I feel like I've become a, a jaded old long-in-the-tooth reviewer who just regurgitates game mechanics over and over again at this point. No, that's not true. I'm sure a year from now when I'm reading the reviews I'm writing now, I'll be like, wow, that was a really good written review. But we'll see. Anyway, that's kind of the long and short of my creative process in writing the suburbia review i hope you enjoyed it i did want to mention before i forget that you should check us out online uh we are on youtube now this is something that i haven't really done much of in the past but our first episode of the cardboard cutouts is out you can find our uh our channel on youtube by looking up uh the cardboard herald of course um but the Cardboard Cutouts is a video series where I'm going to do three recommendations of a game around a certain theme. And it's a fun format. It's quick. It's easy. I think it turned out really well. Uh, I've gotten really great response from it. And uh, the first episode is on there. It's three great games beyond Catan. And the second episode is a million times better already. Uh, and that hasn't been posted yet. It's already produced, um, but I'm still working on what the schedule is going to be for that show. So uh, just stay tuned. Go check us out, The Cardboard Herald, on YouTube. That video series is Cardboard Cutouts. We'll have other stuff on YouTube as we go forward. Hopefully all of the podcasts will eventually be on there. Um, maybe do some um, video reviews, do some first impressions, other neat projects that we get our hands on on YouTube. But the main thing, the main thrust and drive is going to be the cardboard cutouts. And it would mean a lot to me if you went ahead and checked those out and told everyone in the world about it. So if you're new to the Cardboard Herald, uh, we do these review uh, podcasts where uh, we give audio versions of our written reviews every two weeks. Uh, and then we also have our main interview podcast, The Cardboard Herald. And you can find all of this stuff on uh, Stitcher, on iTunes, on our website, CardboardHerald.com. Do all the like, subscribe, follow. You know all the stuff to do. It means so much to me. It gives me feedback. And it's always great to hear from people. You can always reach out to me and I will respond. All right. Well, with that, I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald, and you keep on gaming. <laughs> <laughs>